Okay, so last week we uh, we did Perak Beis, at least most of Perak Beis, where the Maral talked about why is it that Klal Yisrael sins more than other nations. And he basically said, in a nutshell, it's due to our great, uh, the great Yitzhahara that Klal Yisrael has. Well, the only reason why we have such a great Yitzhahara is because we have so much capabilities. And he, he sort of, I, I didn't mention this with you guys, but at the end he said, it's sort of like, you know, the mind can go to such crazy places because it has such great abilities to think and to, to you know, the profound thoughts that a human intellect can have. That's why it also can take you to such such craziness. And that itself, the, the great sign of the Yitzhara is also a great sign of our strength. That was uh, most of Perak Beis. Uh, today, I'd like to, if you don't mind, I'd like to skip Perak Gimel. We're going to be going to Perak Dalit. Perak Dalit in the Sefer is Daf Nunches. I think in the in the in the downloaded of the Sefer, it's I think page ninety one. But Perak Dalit is Daf Nunches in the Sefer. Maybe we'll come back to Perak Gimel. We'll come back to Perak Gimel uh, maybe another time. But Perak Dalit is a very fascinating Perak, a very very fascinating Perak, and he describes. He talks about the Churban. The Churban of the Beis Hamikdash, the first Beis Hamikdash, the second Beis Hamikdash, the differences between the two. It's a very, very fascinating parak. So, Maral says like this: the parak Kama de Yuma, in the first parak of uh, Yuma, Maseches Yuma, it says Mikdash Rishon Bepnei Macharav. Why was the first Beis Hamikdash destroyed? Bepnei Shahaya by Gimel Dvarim. We all know that the first Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, says the Gemara, because they had the big three Averis: Avodizara, Gilerayis, and Shvichas Dam. They had Avodizara, Gilerayis, and Shvichas Dam. They had, as the source says, the Pasuk describes this Pasuk in Yishaya. How does that imply? is two evils, which is an allusion to Avodazara. It's not for now. Why? The Gemara says they had Avodazara. It says that the women uh, would walk with, uh, uh, you know, with measured steps, which is an allusion to calling over men, which is an allusion to gilerais. And and there was murders. He had the big three averes that caused the downfall of the first base amikdash. And because they had the big three averes. The Pasuk describes the destruction of the first space Amikdash with three different Lashonos. It says, because of these sins, So it describes how will be threshed over, uh, will be desolate, and Harabayis Lebomis Yar. And Harabayis will be like a wild forest. So these three are correspond to the Greek three sins. That's the first base Amikdash. Avil Mikdash Sheni. But the second base Amikdash, Shanu Bikiyim Bahem, Shayoiskim Betayr Mitzvah, Gimilz Chasadim. We know the second base Amikdash. The second base Amikdash, they were much more careful with Halacha. And therefore, they did not have those big three sins. So it says the Gemara, Amai Charev. So why did it, why was the second base Amikdash destroyed? Nei Sinas Chinam Shari Beneim. Because of Sinas Chinam. And this teaches you that sinas chinam is as devastating as the big three sins: negadav adazara, gilearayis, and shvichas damim. 
So the Gemara says, all oh, quoting a Gemara, and then he'll start talking. There was no Seneschin in the first base Amigdash, but doesn't it say, Meguri al Kharav Hayubasami? That the Pasuk refers in the first place, that there will be people that would eat with each other and be all friendly externally, but then uh, use their tongues as like weapons against them, that the second they turn their back, they would say not nice things about them. That's a lack of sinaschin. That's sinaschin for sure. The answer is that was only true by the Nesim. The royalty of Klal Yisrael had sinaschin, but the average Jew had Ahavas Yisrael in the first base of Mikdash. Now, end of the Gemara, and then we'll start talking. Rav Yechon of Rav Eloza Amit Tavayu, Rav Yechon of said, Rishoyinim shenizgalu avoinam nizgala kitzam. We all know that there was a prophecy that the first base of Mikdash would only be destroyed for 70 years. Says Rav Yechonon, because they did sins that were revealed, meaning, the sin of Avodazara Gilarai Shvichazdom is not behind your back. It's not pretending to be nice. You know, those are clear as day. So because the Avera was clear, the amount of years of how long it would be destroyed would be was clear. But the latter, but the second Bishamigdash, where the sin was sin as which is hidden, right? That it's people pretending to love each other, but uh, behind your back talking about you, and therefore the end has not been revealed yet. Adkan. So that's a famous Gemara. Now says the Maral, Maral says, I have a question. How come the first base Amikdash was destroyed because of the big three Averis? Why is it? Now don't tell me it's a coincidence. There's no coincidences when it comes to the base Amikdash. So why was it that the first base Amikdash was destroyed because of the big three and the second was because of Sinaschina? What's the meaning behind this? And don't tell me that this is a coincidence because it's not possible. So how could it be? That the first base Amikdash, why was it that the first base Amikdash, Hashem made it, that orchestrated in such a way that the first base Amikdash, the destruction came about from the big three Averis, and the second was Sinaschin, and what's the meaning behind this? Void. And the second question, And it's also not a coincidence that those three Averis are Yoharik Val Yavar. They're the only three sins that it's better to die than to do them. So why were all three of them needed to take down the base Amikdash? Okay, so says the Maral, the explanation says the Maral of why is it, the Maral is describing why is it that the first base Amikdash was destroyed by three Averis of Gila Arayis of and the second base Amikdash was destroyed by Sinaschinim. What's the reason for that? So says the Maral in the beginning of the fourth parak, the explanation is quite simple, it's a very profound explanation. He says, We know that the first base Amikdash, Hashem's presence rested in the first base Amikdash, which was not the case consistently by the second. The Gemara tells us that the second base Amikdash did not have Hashem's presence consistently resting there. The first base Amikdash had HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the great Maila that the first base Amikdash had. That what made the first base Amigdash unique is that the first base Amigdash, Hashem's presence rested there. Ulofikach, and therefore, Chuben Shaloi, Kashaloi Hayoroi, Shetisha Shchinabenei. Oh, the first base Amigdash, what defined the first base Amigdash, says the Maral, is that Hashem's presence rested in the first base Amigdash, that was its schos. 
Therefore, to take down the first base Amikdash, you had to repel Hashem's presence. These three Averis are called, as he's going to quote in a moment, these three Averis, the Psukim describe these three sins as impurities, as Tumah. And we know that Hashem does not rest His presence amongst Tumah. So the Pasuk says, Lofikach, says the Maral, Chur bin Shaloi, the first base Amigdash, which had Hashem's presence resting, the destruction of it, it had to be that the Averis that caused the destruction were Averis that repelled Hashem's presence away. That these three Averis brought an impurity into Klal Yisrael. And we know that Hashem does not rest His presence amongst Tumah. Now he says, He says, Now I, he does address a, an instantly, he instantly addresses a question, and that is, that the Pasuk says in Vayikra, That Hashem rests His presence even amongst impurity. So why was it that the Churban, which brought impurity into the Beis Hamikdash, into Klal Yisrael, repelled the Shechina, when Hashem rests His presence amongst impurity? The answer is, that's only when the sin is done accidentally. When the sin is done B'Shoigeg, which is an impurity, but it's not egregious, Hashem will rest His presence. But when these three Averis, which brought impurity, which was done on purpose, that repelled the Shechina. And the whole Indian of the first base Amigdash, which was the Shechina of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And says the Maral, these three sins are called Tumah. How so? As we have in Mesech Shavuos, in the first Perek, Daf Zayin, V'chiper al Amigdash mitumois b'nei Yisrael, and says the Maral, I'm going to prove to you that each one of these Averis is called an impurity. And because of it, the, the fact that it's impure, it repelled Hashem's presence. And we'll describe the second base Amigdash in a moment. And the reason why these things are important is because if you want the third base Amigdash to come, we have to rectify the first and the second. If we want Hashem's presence to come back, then we have to remove the impurity from Kalal Yisrael. And he says, what is the, how do you see that all these three are called impurity? The Pesach says in Vayikra that dead bodies, that Avodizara, I'm sorry, idolatry is called an impurity. It's Mikdashi. Gili Arayis, how do I know the Gil Arayis is called in purity, a Tumah, Dechsev, V'loitasu Mekol Tayevois, the Apostle says, do not do these immoral acts, V'loitetamu B'choleila, do not impure your body. So you see that Gil Arayis is also called in impurity, and the last one is Shvichas Domin, Dechsev, V'loitetamu Esa'oretz Ashani Ashochin Ba. Oh, Ulofikach, and therefore, B'shvil Elu Gimel Tumayis, Charv Abayis. It's due to these three impurities, that repelled the Shechina, which was the essence of the first Beis HaMikdash. But here's the thing. The second Beis HaMikdash, you see, understand. Let me take a moment to explain. The first Beis HaMikdash, Kalal Yisrael was in a very, very perfected state. And each member of Kalal Yisrael was worthy on their own. Therefore, because of the, the it was more the individuals of Kalal Yisrael, not just that the whole was perfect, the individuals were also perfect. And that brought down Hashem's presence. Therefore, when these three sins made the individuals impure, it repelled the Shechina. But understand, the second Beis Hamikdash was not in the schus of the individuals. The first Beis Hamikdash was in the schus of the individual members of Klal Yisrael. All of them individually were worthy. 
And therefore, these three Averis ate away and, and decayed the individuality, the individuals of Klal Yisrael. But, the second Beis HaMikdash was not in the schos of the individuals of Klal Yisrael. The second, because they had already ruined that with so each individual was already proven to be flawed. So how did we have a second Beis HaMikdash? Says the Maral, Avol Mikdash the second Beis HaMikdash, Shloi Hoysa HaShchina Shoi Mikdash Rishon. You see, the second Beis HaMikdash didn't have the Shchina, because each individual was already, you know, the, the, like the, the rust had already come on. The flower was not as special. You see, the first Beis HaMikdash, each individual was perfect. But the first base Amiglish's downfall was showing that each individual member was not so perfect. And that hence the destruction of Beis Amiglish. The second base Amiglish was not in the schus of the individuals of Klal Yisrael, but rather in the schus of the Achdus of Klal Yisrael. And I'll explain, let me say outside, let me, let me explain to you a little bit of what this is referring to. There's a teaching of the Noem Elimelech. It's in Parshas Bamidbar. So the Noem Elimelech in Parshas Bamidbar, again, the first base Amikdash, they were perfect when it started. But it started to erode and started to erode and, and the Yitzhah destroyed them. By the time the second base Amikdash came, they as individuals were no longer perfect. So what was this chus? There's a teaching of Rav Elimelech Lezhensk. Rav Elimelech Lezhensk, it's brought down by the Nesiv Shalom Kimat every Parsha. The Nesib Shalom writes that we know that before many chassidim, before they do a mitzvah, they say, I'm about to do this mitzvah, B'Shem Kol Yisrael, in the name of all the Jewish people. Well, what's the meaning of this? So it says the uh, Nesib Shalom, he quotes uh, Ramelech Lezhensk. The Rebbe Ramelech, in Parshish Bamidbar, I believe, in Noim Elimelech, he says, after a person has sinned, how do you have the chutzpah to use that body part to serve Hashem, if you think about it. After a person uses their mouth to say Lashon Hara, how do you have this chos, how do you have the chutzpah to daven? It's a, it's a very strong question. So it says in Melech there's two ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu can look at Klal Yisrael. He calls them as two different worlds. There's looking at you as an individual. You see, looking at you as an individual is great, but once a person has done certain things that makes him as an individual no longer worthy, then it's taka very difficult to, to daven using those body parts. It's very difficult to stain the judgment. It says Rav Melchelezhensk, and this is based on this morale. Rav Melchelezhensk says that there's a different world. He calls it Oilam Knesset Yisrael, that there's a perspective when you don't look at Klal Yisrael as, the, as in their individual form, but you look at them as their source. You look at not the person as an individual, but rather a piece of something bigger. You look at them as this collective whole called Klal Yisrael. And says Rav Melchelezhensk, all the flaws of the individual does not touch that place called Klal Yisrael. That is sort of, it's like the rays of the sun. If you look at each ray over here, it's individual. But if you trace it back to its source, the source is the neshama of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael as a whole are perfect. Amech kulam tzadikim. 
and all the flaws does not go back. So it's sort of like Hashem sees you, it's like looking at art. If you look at it very, very, very close up, maybe you could see that each brush stroke is not perfect, but if you just look back, it just it looks great. It's a picture. So too it is with Kalal Yisrael. There's different dimensions that Hashem could look at you as. He could look at you as you in your external, individual form, but that brings a lot of dinim, and it's very difficult. And that's great if you're able to handle it. But says the Nesiv Shalom, says the says Ramelech there's a different perspective called Nishmas Klal Yisrael. And that place is perfect. And he says that that's the Indian. Before a Jew does a mitzvah, a Jew says, I'm not doing this as an individual. Don't look at me as an individual. I'm doing it as a member of something bigger. I'm putting on tefillin, not because I want to put on tefillin. And not because I have to put on tefillin, but because Klal Yisrael needs all its members to put on tefillin. And it's a subtle change. And that's the Indian of davening with a minion. You daven with a minion because you're hoping that Hashem doesn't look at the individuals in the shul. He just looks at a group of Jews davening. And all those flaws don't reach that individual person. And the truth is, it's a biggie site, obviously. But I will say this, just to add on my own point, it doesn't work if you act like an individual. Meaning, if you have someone that goes to shul, the whole Indian of going to shul it's to daven with a minion, which is you're telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't know as an individual whether I'm worthy. So I hope you look at me as a member of something bigger, a member of this big group. But the people that go to shul, that are not nice to other Jews in shul, and let's say they're talking, and it bothers other Jews that are davening. So how do you tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm a member of something bigger when I'm not acting nicely to that group? It's counterproductive. So says the Maral, the first Beis Hamikdash was built because each individual Jew was deserving of it. And that was true in the beginning. But as we said last time in Perak Beis, the greater the Kedusha, the greater, the higher you could f- climb, by definition means the farther you could fall. And because the first Beis Hamikdash was so powerful and so great, it also led to each individual's great downfall. By the time the second Beis HaMikdash was coming around, the Shekhinah was no longer Shaira amongst each individual because there was too much Tumah. So how was it built? It was not built because of the Shos of the individual. It was because Kalal Yisrael had Achtos when the second Beis HaMikdash was built. As you saw in the story of Purim that led to the second Beis HaMikdash, that, that they all got together. Nikbutsu Yachad. And from the dimension of Achtos, where Hashem doesn't look at these individuals, He looks at you from that realm of Nishmas Yisrael, all of a sudden the flaws didn't reach that place. But that's the very reason why Achtus destroyed the Beis HaMikdash. Because the whole Indian of the first base, the whole Indian of the second Beis HaMikdash was built because Hashem wasn't looking at us as individuals. Because if He was looking at us as individuals, we were already broken. But the reason why it was built is because the second Beis HaMikdash had that level of Achtus. That Hashem wasn't looking at us as individuals, but rather from that different lens called Nishmas Yisrael. But once Kalal Yisrael had Sinas Chinam, then the whole foundation of the second base of Mikdash fell. So it says in Maral, The second base of Mikdash that did not have the Shechina resting like in the first. And therefore it wasn't destroyed because of the three sins. As we'll see, it wasn't necessary. They were already Nifgan. So what, how did the second Beis HaMikdash be built? It's because of the Achdus of Klal Yisrael. 
And the whole Indian of the Beis Hamikdash, especially the second, you see, the first Beis Hamikdash, the functionality was a place that Hashem's presence rested. That's if you had to define what is the functionality of the first Beis Hamikdash, you'll say it's a place, right? Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants dira betachtoinim. Hashem's shechina is shayur in the first Beis Hamikdash, but they didn't have that in the second Beis Hamikdash. Hashem's shechina was not resting consistently. So what was the functionality of the second Beis Hamikdash? It was a place to unite all of Klal Yisrael. Right, that's why during the second base of Middash you couldn't bring private altars, one Mizbeach, one Kayin Gadol, unity. To no longer have Machloikis, and that was Dafka how the second base of Middash was built. We'll talk about this in the next parak. And therefore, because the second base of English was Dafka built on the unity of Klal Yisrael, that Hashem wasn't looking at us as individuals, but rather as this perfect whole. But you can't look at us as a perfect whole when they're not acting as a whole. When you start acting like individuals, Hashem treats you as individuals, and as individuals we could not stand. Says Maral, it is very simple. That's the distinction between the first and the second. Now let's begin for the next few minutes. We'll go four or five minutes and we'll stop. We'll begin how the Maral in an amazing way describes how Dafka in the first base Amigdash had, how is it that these three Averis broke them apart? Again, the Indian of the first base Amigdash, says the Maral, is the individual of Klal Yisrael. That each individual was worthy. And therefore these three Averis, says the Maral, what brought a Tumma to destroy them. The second base Amigdash was not to do to the individuality of Klal Yisrael, but rather the unity of Klal Yisrael. Because as individuals we were already proven to be flawed. But it was due to the unity. So Hashem looked at us as one giant unit that's perfect. But once we just start, stopped acting like a unit... The second base Amigdash fell. So it says the Maral, Omnam marnu. Now that we got finished saying, Yesh Lefarish Gamke, now we could understand. Keep a Migdash Rishon Lefi Milo Yoinish, Hoyla Migdash Rishon, Hoya Yetzahar Yaiser Gadol Behem Lavatel Sadam Ba'atzmai. That as we said before in Perik Base, that it's Dafka the greater Kedusha that also creates the greater possibility of falling. And therefore, Klal Yisrael has a greater chance to do Averis more than other nations because of our great potential. Says the Maral, Elu Gimel Dvarim Him Shayachem Adam Atzmai. These three averes correspond to three different aspects of the human being, and as we'll see next time, those three aspects are found within the Beis Hamikdash itself. Let me explain. The first Beis Hamikdash, which is again built on the perfection of the individual of Klal Yisrael, these three averes destroyed it. How so? Elu Gimel Dvarim Shayachem Adam Atzmai. Vizeh. We know that a person has three, three different qualities, three different strengths. There's the intellect, which is known. You can call the spirituality. I think it's better translated as the emotion. You have the intellect, you have the emotion, and then there's the physical. So a person has abilities physically, he has abilities emotionally, and he has abilities 
intellectually. And those three units, when working properly, makes a very, very healthy individual. Each sin of these three big averis destroys a different aspect of the human being. We'll do this and then we'll stop. The sin of Avedizara attacks which part of the human? It's intellectual. Now, he, he, he didn't really talk about, he talked about this in Paragimel, I, I, I skipped it, but Paragimel, he describes that the Avodazara for, the Yitzhahara the, the for Avodazara was an intellectual pursuit. That people, even if you describe, if you look at the Rambam, in the beginning of Hilchas Avodazara, the way Avodazara developed in the Dar of Enosh, the Rambam explains, it wasn't that just people, you know, were stupid, it wasn't that they were simple people. It's that people rationalize there's no way such a great God could deal with us on an individualistic basis. And therefore, he probably wants emissaries. And he probably wants me to talk to the sun. It was intellectual. And how could I... It makes sense that this God would do this and this God would do that. It, was, it wasn't emotional and it wasn't physical. It was an intellectual sin. It was philosophers. It was intellectual sin. And therefore, the sin of Avedizara destroys the Koyach Sichli. It brought Tumah into the Kayach Sichli. And as I said before, these three Averis destroyed the individuals of Klal Yisrael. And therefore it eroded the Kayach Sichli of Klal Yisrael. Gil Yarayis, sexuality, gufoy. Sexuality is a Tumah of the body. The bodies physically are sinning. And what's the one that attacks the passion, the emotion, the spiritual, if you want to call it? Shvichas Damim. If there's ever a, it's a murder is a is a is a passionate sin. It's a sin that it's all emotion, and even it the way you kill someone is to take out the blood, which is dam nefesh, which is all part of that emotion, that passion that comes from the blood. And therefore, you have the intellectual with avodazara, the physical with sexuality. And the emotion with murder, these three Averis eroded the three components that make up a perfect human being. And therefore, these three sins destroyed the individuals of Klal Yisrael. But as he said, in the second base of Mikdash, the second base of Mikdash, So the second base Amigdash says the Maral. Yeah, exactly. Crime of passion. As murder is a crime of passion. I was looking for those words. The second base Amigdash, which was not as great, and as he learned in the second parak, the greater the Kedusha, the greater the Yitzhahara. The second base Amigdash, which was not as great, therefore the Yitzhahara was not as strong. But also on a deeper level, it wasn't necessary. The second base Amigdash was not necessary to take down Klal Yisrael because it wasn't built on the individuals of Klal Yisrael. And he says, But the second base Amigdash, it wasn't meant to take down the individual. It was meant to take down the Klolius, Nishmas Yisrael, to separate us, to make us into individuals. It was meant to take apart that unity of Klal Yisrael. That's the inning of the first base Amigdash and the second base Amigdash. We'll stop here and we'll continue next time on Tuesday with Perik Dalid, with this Perik, which is an amazing of how he continues to 
to to to wo- weave everything together. But that's the difference in the first base Amitash and the second base Amitash. Alright, we'll stop here. Recording stopped.